This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. I am Cassie Schrader. I'm filling in for Tom today. And to my left, we have... We're off to a back MD who wants to be known as the Keystone. The Keystone. The Keystone, huh? And Andy Brand Bernard. <laughs> well, we have Chris and Burke coming up. We are going to be talking Oscars. Um, I am fresh off the boat from the Walker Stalker cruise, the final voyage that they took. So we can talk about that, too. We got a couple great guests coming up as well. So we'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it.
Good, there'll be some editing there. Let's bring some funk in. Got some... Uptown funk. Why can't I remember his name? That guy. (laughs) (laughs) Bruno Mars. That's the one. I love this song. This is my jam. It's not real funk. It's like... Neo-funk. Neo-funk. Okay, thank you. It's 80s funk. Okay. It's got a very 80s funk flavor. Um, Yes, well, I was, before we went to break, I was talking about uh, me being on the Walker Stalker cruise, which had the cast of The Walking Dead. We had Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Seth Gilliam, um, Tom Payne, Ross Marquand, um, Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith, Grimes in the show. She's new to this season. She is so adorable. She's 11 years old, and she's the most Mm -hmm. mature little thing I've ever seen in my life. And she's got sass, and she's so pleasant to be around. That's the other thing about a cruise is imagine being a national celebrity and being trapped on a boat with your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, actually, they I mean, they like to walk around the ship, you know, just like everybody else, and they're very gracious when people come up to them and mm. and talk to them and take pictures with them. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it it is hard. I mean, well, I suppose when uh, they want to have you, dinner or something. You know, just to be the cynic uh, you would you would do it if they paid you enough well, money. Well, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. If I was making 10 million dollars a week or whatever, I or pretty much do anything that wasn't illegal. Part of your contract. Yeah. Well, they. Well, yeah. Well, and also too, they um, they did a, like a lot of uh, like game shows. Like they did a Family Feud where the cast, you know, they split it up into mm. two groups. They did a newlywed game. They also did um, panels, which. What's the age of this? Of the, the people on the cruise. Oh, all ages from you know, 67 years old all the way down to, you know, seven, eight-year-old kids. Walking Dead has a lot of young, like, the average fan is probably about our age, I would guess. So why would, it, it seems to me that a family feud and... That's know, still is going. That, is, is, is the dating game, they resurrected it, didn't they? Uh, when two zombies are making whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Who leaves what behind? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, um, yeah, it was it was great. We had a lot of fun. Um, Dave did uh, this these ghost stories by a campfire, which was like a l- little fake fire that they had on the ship. <laughs> but the people just loved it. They were so ecstatic. And then he actually did a live podcast for Beyond the Darkness on the ship. And um, the people were just so great. And at the, um, what they did is that they had these things where they uh, give you a tag, like you'd randomly get a tag, and it says that you're infected, and you have the zombie virus. And so by the end of the um, cruise, the last day, you were supposed, if you were still infected, you were supposed to dress up like a zombie. So they had a zombie parade. And I tell you, some of these people go all out on their zombie makeup. Oh, my gosh. I was walking around the ship, and I'm like, oh, my God, the guy really looks dead. And they even had makeup artists that you could pay to have, like, Hmm. bite marks put on you. And it was so much fun. That is uh, an industry around Halloween in uh, Burbank, North Hollywood. Uh, One place in particular is called Cinema Secrets. 
and they have uh, a whole staff that will do a, pro a professional, semi-professional, no, professional makeup for scars, bites, blood. And, uh, you know, if you want to look like a skeleton, they'll make you up look like a skeleton. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's 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 sweet. That that's although very cool. I do tell you, <laughs> we were eating at the um, Hibachi Grill on the ship, and I looked over and somebody was dressed up in the zombie makeup, and it looked like their skin was peeling off their face. And I tell you, that's not very appetizing no. to look at while you're trying to eat Japanese food. Yeah, it, <laughs> some of the was, skin lands on the grill. <laughs> I was like, mm. oh my gosh, this is not this this what is this? I'm like, where am I? I feel like I was in a Twilight Zone episode. So yeah. here's something interesting. Mm -hmm. I actually could find the Walking Dead demographics here. Oh, okay. And the plurality is twenty two to twenty five. Oh uh, really? Eighteen to twenty one and then twenty six to twenty nine, and then it basically just goes down from there. So it, it is mostly younger people. So like half of them are under thirty. Okay, so the dating game is, I would think, not that plurality. <laughs> we can say other things. Another interesting thing is that as the age goes up, the uh, proportion of women to men goes up. So once you hit the sixties, it's almost entirely women watching. Oh wow! Which really? is very odd. I wonder. Why? Uh, oh, it, oh, it probably has to do with that that fantasy werewolf kind of. That's a, what I'm thinking. Piece. It's like the it's that yeah. I don't know, what, what, the lonely spinster. Ooh, spinster. <laughs> we can't use spinster. We can use old maid. No, we can't use old maid can't either. Call him, no, old, old no, maid. I would old say old is maid. worse. Old maid is another insinuation in my generation. So you know, you just older women. I mean, why would you? But that is something I've noticed: is that women over. Like 40. Well, the split is actually, once you get above the age of 30, it's more women than men. But younger than that, it's more men than women. So for the, for the like, boys, I think it's like, whoa, zombies. But then for the women, I think it's like all the hot guys. Whoa, boy, zombies. Because it does <laughs> tend to like be, like, I've noticed that the cast tends to be mostly male. And they're always, you know, like. Oh, and they're rugged, all, outdoorsy types. Yeah, yeah, and they're kind of they're all fit. You know, you're yep. not getting uh, you're not getting a heavyset guy doing the doing the thing. No. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not going to survive if you can't run. You know, fifty feet. Well, <laughs> I know, right? It that, doesn't work. That's the one problem I have with zombie. The whole zombies <laughs> genre is like you got this zombie coming at you like he's a sloth, and you still get bit. Just you know, you can do a brisk walk yeah. and get away from it. Speed walk. You know how that was big in the 90s. Um, that needs to come back in the zombie apocalypse. But, uh, you know, it. Or <laughs> and, the, and in the show, too, there's a couple overweight people. Mm. And it's like you're in a zombie apocalypse. How are you overweight? There's not yeah. that much food going around. It, you're <laughs> are, and are there overweight, are there obese uh, zombies? Not in hmm. The Walking Dead. They're all pretty. Um, so everybody's looking pretty good. Famished looking. <laughs> looking pretty fit. Yeah, they look pretty fit. Well, I think in The Walking Dead, technically, they're still like. Their metabolisms are still running and stuff. 
It's just that everything else isn't working. So <laughs> oh, now we're getting into the comic book <laughs> argument. Well, why doesn't Batman just pull out a gun and shoot the Joker? Well, because, <laughs> because he just doesn't do that. It's ethically wrong. They actually <laughs> did explain that. That's the 12-year-old argument I had. I loved it. Well, ba- Batman said that if he starts killing, he doesn't think he'll be able to stop because it's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it is true. Just shoot the Joker in the head, well, boom, everything's and I, done. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, the zombies are like decaying. They're dot, you know, they're rotting away. How do they have the strength to bite down on you? I would think that yeah, the once they open their mouth, their jaw would fall well, off. It's not leprosy. It's a different, it's a different affliction. <laughs> they still the have their jaw tissue. muscles. Yeah. yeah, all the connective <laughs> tissue is just fine. It's just the. The skin. Yeah, so maybe they do have leprosy. Maybe it is that kind of a thing. Hmm. Yeah. I, we have Kristen on the phone. Oh, we have Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How uh, are you surviving the post-Oscar, um, I don't know, fodder? Or a hangover. Is it a hangover? <laughs> I know. I have a hangover, it's too, a hangover. from the cruise. I'm sunburned. <laughs> Mine's I don't even drink on Oscar night. It's too busy, but honestly, I do call it a hangover because it's just the end of a long award show season. Oh, I bet. And you, it's just exhausting. I mean, just traveling, I'm so exhausted just from traveling. I can't imagine all the ins and outs of trying to get through all the Oscar stuff, you know, social media stuff, uh, posting stuff, articles you have to write. I mean, it would, it, I can't imagine it, but are you? Are you? Um, I was looking over the list of Oscar nominees and winners, and I would have. You mean to, Oscar winners and losers? Well, lo- well, I you know, I honestly for the winner for Best Picture, the Green Book, I haven't even heard of that movie. Has anybody heard of that movie? Oh, it's been a very controversial movie this season. Um, they have had. I mean, if you come up with a controversy they've pretty much gone through it uh vigo mortensen drops the n-word during a q a panel oh my god director peter frelli who um his own um exposure of his penis to his cast members which was a running joke for years that story kind of came forward he's like sorry i used to do that we thought it was funny uh, he would like haze new cast members which is ridiculous obviously i don't think he did it on green book but it's something he's done for decades in the past um, that happened. You had Dr. Shirley, who the, uh, he was 50% of who the, the story was based on. His family was like, this is not really his story. This is a white man's perspective story. It just was one of those that I don't know how it won in the end. I, I kind of do know how it won. But yeah. at the same time, when they said Green Book, everyone was like, what? <laughs> I know. I've never even heard it. I mean, I'm looking at the list, and the two that I thought would have won Best Picture was Bohemian Rhapsody or Stars Born. Those were my two top picks. I would have thought Bohemian Rhapsody would have won, but yeah, I know. Apparently, right? gay that's people another aren't one that's good problematic, enough anymore. Though. How is it problematic? Well, that's that's another film that was real problematic because a you've got Brian Singer who was fired from the film, only did about eighty five percent. The cinematographer finished it up. He also has the um, pedophile and rape allegations against him that have come forward. And then on top of that, you have a lot of Freddie Mercury's family and friends who were saying you watered down his story and made him look like a bad guy. And it only it made the surviving and living Queen members look like absolute saints. And we didn't get the full story of uh, Freddie Mercury's homosexuality or anything else like that. It just made it look like he was just sleeping around, got AIDS and then died. 
Oh, okay. Now, I saw that Lady Gaga won. Did she, so did she win? For You got to forgive me because I was on a cruise ship. I had no internet. So I'm like, I don't know <laughs> who won or for what. And But did she win for the original song or was that the songwriter? She won for best original song. So she is on the songwriting team. There were three other members of the team, including Mark Ronson. So all four of them got the award that night. But of course, she's the she's the star out of the four of them. So mm-hmm. you know, she's the one that came forward and did most of the speaking. And it seems like she's the only one that won. But really, collectively, it was as a group. Okay, and obviously, the big the big uh, hubbub about the Oscars was Rami Malek winning Best Actor for his portrayal as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Which why was that a hubbub? Well, no, because everybody was like, oh, who is he going, you know, is he going to win? And, you know, there was just so much talk on, you know, because everybody thought it was going to be Bohemian Rhapsody was going to take a ton of the Oscars. I think they yeah, won. Yeah, I like, sure did. I think they won four, right? Is that correct? Um, yeah, they did. They uh they won both of the sound categories. And you've got, uh, of course, Rami winning. And I think that most people thought Romo was going to walk away with the night, and they only wound up with three. But people thought that Romo was going to win Best Picture, Best mm-hmm. Foreign Film, um, and then it won Best Director and Best Cinematography. But it did not win Best Picture after all that. Well, I'm glad that Rami got the Best Actor, uh, the Oscar for Best Actor, because his performance as Freddie Mercury was phenomenal. And I can't imagine I agree. having to step into such an iconic pair of shoes because freddie was so huge and big and it was like how is he going to pull it off because sasha baron cohen was originally supposed to portray uh freddie in the movie and i can't see that at all i don't even know why he was even in talks of him taking that role um so a mustache I, <laughs> because of his mustache because all and i all I, looks, can... I mean didn't you sit there and think, though, like, I could see, in some ways, I could see both of them in the role, but now, Sasha Baron Cohen is so tall, Rami Malek so small, it's really funny that two totally different actors were considered for this role. Oh, because to me, all I see is Borat trying to be Freddie Mercury yeah. when I when I think of it. I'm just like, yeah. that, that doesn't play well in my mind at all. I've watched the, uh, the, the YouTube video of uh, the Wembley concert, and boy, they... They really, uh, you know, uh, reproduced that very, very well. I mean, that, that was very mm-hmm. well done. I oh, thought. the li- the live yeah. aid, yeah. yeah, and it was really cool how they um, did the audio for that because what they did is they had fans submit um, singing parts for that, and then they layered it hmm. so it sounded like a real crowd. Oh, like a singing. real anthem song. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. So it was kind of neat uh, to see. Uh, yeah, if you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of the the back behind the scenes stuff of Bohemian Rhapsody and how they pieced everything together. And, um, but do watch the actual footage of the actual uh, live aid concert of Freddie Mercury. It is exceptionally well reproduced. I I mean, that was basically that whole live aid thing was a queen concert. Um, we have to take a break. We'll be right back more. We can talk more about Oscars, what's going on in Hollywood right here with Kristen Burt on the Tom Bernard show. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand 
the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. We are back here on the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Cassie Schrader filling in for Tom. And right now we have Kristen Burt on the phone. We are talking Oscars, which is really exciting. And one of my favorite, favorite categories is Best Featured Animated Film. And I was so stoked that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse got Best Picture for that. It does sound interesting. That's the one where they're like... Basically, like different universes where everything is kind of the same, but not really. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's the the whole premise of the movie. You have all these different dimensions, and there's a Spider-Man in every dimension, and they have yeah. to come together. Yeah, that's long been the uh, like that's like a thing in the Marvel and DC universes. Well, multiverses is mm-hmm. there's infinite universes, and each one is slightly different from the rest. Yeah. So, like you know, in one universe. Like, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic setting, but there's still Spider-Man, so he's just, like, post-apocalyptic Spider-Man. Well, do you, um, Kristen, do you think that maybe uh, it was kind of a nod to Stan Lee for him, for that picture to be uh, taking the Oscar home? Because uh, it, Stan Lee did make an appearance in the animated film as it animated Stan Lee, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Mm. Um I love the movie, but normally in these uh, animated films, it's always Pixar or Disney that are taking these. And it, no, this is something different. This was, I don't think Marvel has put out anything animated in a very long time. And for them to take the Oscar home, I think that was a good um, way to honor Stan Lee and his creation, especially of Spider-Man. So um, what do you think of it, Kristen? Um, so it's kind of interesting because this film was highly regarded from the get-go. So mm-hmm. it became the front runner almost immediately after it came out, which is great. 
Uh, you have, you know, other things like Incredibles 2 out there and, on, you know, as part of the nominees. But people were lukewarm over this Pixar entry this year. So I think Pixar really won because it won in the animated category for Bao, which was adorable as the short animated feature, uh, short animated film. And um, I think it kind of all played out exactly the way it should because Spider-Verse was creative. It was different. It was gorgeous to look at and it had a great storyline. Yeah, I I loved it. Um, I brought my kids to it. We, it, it, I was blown away by the artistry that had that was in the film. It was v- felt very much like a comic book, and to have that portrayed on a big screen um, was fantastic. And I give kudos to the people that did it, and um, I think it honored Stan Lee very well because I mean he, I mean his vast. Um, I don't know his all the stuff that he's done. This was something very different, and I think um, I'm hoping that they kind of continue down this animated road because I think it might draw in more of a younger generation of you know superhero fans and all that stuff. Because right now I almost feel like we are kind of getting jaded by all these um, superhero movies and they're all starting to kind of blend and look the same to me. So to throw in something like this, it I think it's just fantastic. And I hope they kind of go down that road a little bit and, and kind of expand on it, not just with Spider-Man, but, you know, maybe throw in um, a Deadpool animated film, I think would oh, be... Bite your tongue, bite your tongue. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, you can even have Ryan Ryan Reynolds voice the the character, but um, I I think it just, it was beautifully done. I think. What's, and what's the name of the film that's coming out that the uh, superhero lead character is animated and everybody else is not has regular characters? Oh, it's a it's it's animated as a young woman superhero, kind of like Serenity. Um, mm. oh. Because I know the Captain Marvel's coming out, which is yeah, uh, which looks that's gonna be huge. Yes, it is gonna be huge, um, especially to have another strong female superhero character. But they're but how well do those do? Well, I mean, look at the success of Wonder Woman. How many do they do? Um, they were. Pre- I I don't know how much money it brought in, but I know yeah. it was a it was a big hit. Because hmm. um, really, there's. There's not that many female superhero character, even though there are. There's a vast, you know, good chunk of them in the in the comic books. They haven't really portrayed them on the big screen as much, because um, I mean, during the '80s and '90s, the only female character that was really brought in was Catwoman. You know, in the <laughs> movies by Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, oh, I was thinking of Eartha Kitt. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, I was talking about movies and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel. Dumbo is going to be coming out. Have you seen? Have you guys screened Dumbo yet? Or is that next month for you? I haven't screened Dumbo. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, right now they're still in the throes of the Captain Marvel screening. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember when the screening was for that. I know I'm not going to be able to make it to the Dumbo one, which I'm very upset about because um, I – it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. So, uh, yeah. Tim, it's I know, a weird time to screen. I know, right? Something for. Do you have weird screening times like that where it's in the middle of the day? 
they usually give us either 10 a.m. or 7 p.m. So there's usually two offered because some people – um, I mean, I'll go to a 10 a.m. sometimes if I know that my day will allow it, but oftentimes it has to be 7 p.m. after the workday's over. Oh, okay. The, the movie I was thinking of is Alita, Battle, Battle Angel. Angel yep. Oh, okay, yeah, where she looks oh, like an yeah, anime yeah, yeah. character. It, well, she looks, no, she, she... She looks like not, a mockery of an anime character. <laughs> yeah. she's, not quite, well, the, she's not quite um, photo real. Yeah. But the, the, with that, I think, uh, Hollywood with money savings and everything, mm-hmm. you're going to see more and more photoreal characters because they did a very good job with uh, Governor Tarkin in the in the uh, Star Wars yes. sequels, and uh, that is going to be something that's uh, going to be. Uh, Carrie Fisher was animated as well, mm-hmm. and you're going to see that is that you're going to have a likeliness of somebody in in the future stars. Mm-hmm. Aren't going to be alive. They're not going to be real. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, her eyes to me in that movie are—they bug that they weird me out. They're <laughs> abnormally large. Yeah. But, but all that all that does get better. You know, when when uh, uh, CGI first you know came came to be uh, in the SeaGraph kind of um, conferences, you know, they said, "Oh, well, it's, it's really hard to do this or hard to do that." And I've sort of watched those things, like hair and like waves and things, mm-hmm. and that has continually gotten better and better and better because the algorithms that they use and the fractal design that they use is is has become more and better and better. But also, the computing power has become less and less expensive, so they're able to r- render these things on a real time basis much better than they have in the past. Oh yeah, I- if you looked at like the, the, the server farms yeah. that Toy Story, the first Toy Story, they had rooms full of these like super expensive super powerful computers but by today's standards i mean each one of those things was so weak that no one would even pay money for it so now they they can render so much so much more quickly that well speaking of toy story i believe toy story 4 is coming out is it coming out in june is it in June, yep. Okay, yeah, because I remember it's been in, in the talk, you know, people have been talking about this for years, this Toy Story 4 and when it's going to come out. I think it was originally supposed to come out like two years ago. It never happened. Um, so have you heard anything of, you know, buzz going on with Toy Story 4? Because I know they've given us little snippets of... The little teasers. That's yes. It, which they gave to us... Um, they keep to us, I think, after the Super Bowl, right? Yes, I think yes. That's what it was. Yeah, so I don't even um, know. I haven't heard anything else, but I'm looking forward to it. I love that whole series. There's oh. just something that it tugs on your heartstrings. Oh, mm. gosh, don't get me started. I, <laughs> I was a bawling mess after Toy Story 3. Oh, my gosh, because my boy, and it was right when my boys were starting to yeah. get out of the toy stage. Uh, my two oldest boys. You were like, this is going to happen to them. I know. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh. it's already happening. All they want is video games. They don't want these special little toys. You know, I love taking my my kids to the toy store and having them pick out a toy and um, and how special it was for them. Like my, my youngest boy now, everything is Godzilla. It has to be Godzilla. <laughs> right now he's he's pestering me to buy him a new Mecha Godzilla. And um, I'm trying to find one for them. They, they're not easy to come by because they have to come from Japan. But um, so he's my last little 
my, you know, my last little baby that loves to still play with toys and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm so excited for Toy Story 4 and I'm mm-hmm. going to take them to it and I'm just be like, you're going to play with toys forever. You're going to stay little. Nothing <laughs> ever has to change. I know. You know oh, I, here we go. Uh, I actually found an answer from a Pixar employee who worked on Toy Story 1. Uh, when they rendered Toy Story 1, each frame, of which there are 24 every second, took four hours to render. Oh, wow. Uh, and then when they re-rendered it in 2011, it took two minutes per frame. Oh, wow. <laughs> so 120 times faster. So, yeah. You do see it an animated an animation uh, difference between Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3. Oh, totally, 3. yeah. Because they look more like, it, almost like when you go well, back. Well, just like each of those little hairs on the bear, uh-huh. you know, that takes time to render. And if you tried to render a single frame from Toy Story 3 on a 1995 computer, all that stuff that it has to render, like, you know, the shininess of the toys and mm-hmm. every little thread on the clothes and everything, mm-hmm. it would take days just to render a single and, frame. Mm-hmm. And But it's all, uh, it's all just uh, matrix algebra. It mm-hmm. is really pretty simple algebra to run it, but it's just, it so, it's just much, so much of it. So much because you have to, you have to say where does the light come from? How, what color is yep. the light? How much is the intensity of the light? Is there wind? Is there movement? Uh, how yeah, does because, gravity affect all the? I mean, it's just these huge number of things that go into make that. So when the when the bear moves. You know, that hair has to move, yeah. too. It just can't move, be sticking out there. Yeah, all that stuff that you see happening on screen, aside yeah. from, like, the mm-hmm. like the skeleton of the characters, they move those manually. But pretty much everything else is physics calculations and light reflection and refraction and just math upon math. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question, too. Okay, so now... I, uh, I'm going to say right now Toy Story 4 is probably going to be the front runner for Best Animated Film for 2020's Oscars. You think? But now with, like, Dumbo, when they kind of mix in that CGI. Yeah, is that animated or is that real? Or? Do they Good just... question. Yeah, because it's like. What... Yeah, because it's considered live action. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do they have a what... live action category or not? What do you mean live action? Oh, because. Well, you've got you... humans and you've got. Yeah. There's yeah. humans, but the <laughs> elephants aren't real, but they look so real that it's like, does it even really count as animation? Well, in the Gladiator, mm-hmm. the, the tigers weren't real. Mm-hmm. They were not. They were they were animated. But yeah. in Dumbo, it's like, you know, Dumbo is the focus, but he's animated, but everything else isn't. Yeah, so it's it's, like the, do it's you like, call it an animated? Well, like, yeah. for instance, the Planet of the Apes movie, they had a human do the stop. Okay, so you that, know, that's the, what I thought you meant. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's what they're doing with Dumbo, and would that fall into the animated category or like more of just a featured film category? Or? They actually probably do have a guy like in a suit, like doing like this is Dumbo's trunk, or 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 they or they could do this. They could just get a baby elephant, tag it up. Oh, people would be j- so mad. <laughs> <laughs> to film it with some little yep. tiny tags on and then render it? Oh, no. People, no. Not they would be very, Peter very Peter would upset. be outside the, stu- the, Even if the filming lot. Even just walking around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's... Something yeah. about elephants in particular. That's like, you're of... just not allowed to have elephants anywhere and anymore. That's because of Dumbo. The original Dumbo movie started Probably. it all off. That, oh, it's, oh. it's terrible. No, it's true. It's true. It's, There's nothing wrong with true. that. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's the reality. Things start a long time ago. And these movements aren't aren't overnight. None of this stuff is overnight. 
Yeah, because it's like it's fine to have you know dogs and cats obviously in movies, but then you put an elephant in a movie and all of a sudden it's animal abuse. It's odd. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to that movie, and I'm I'm assuming if it's done right and the trailers for it are beautiful, I'm sure that'll be an mm-hmm. Oscar. Nom. Yeah, I'll get you a prescription for Prozac. <laughs> I mean, those things are so so sad. I mean, they're, 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 oh, I. I I, I just cannot take them. They're just so tragic. And you know, I guess maybe I have too much felt life when I watch the movie. So. It's all Disney's fault. I know. It, it is. is. They always take away the mother. The old, mother's always do. dead. Uh, old Yeller. And what was the other one? Uh, uh, Bambi. Bambi. Oh, yep. man. Bambi. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I honestly think that the reason I hate throwing things away so much is because when I was a kid, I watched The Brave Little Toaster. Oh my gosh, I love that like, movie. Oh, and they make such a big deal about like they got the scene where the old cars go into the crusher and they're singing about <laughs> I once took someone to a wedding. <laughs> it's like I don't want that to happen to my stuff. <laughs> that was the original Toy Story right it there. Really he had a was. vacuum cleaner. Did you ever see the Brave Little Toaster when you were younger, Kristen? Oh, uh, I no, I've never even heard of it. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is it on? Can I find it on YouTube? Maybe. That's a good yeah, it's just called the Brave. No, there was a couple sequels. I don't there think were. it was very there. good. But the original Brave Little Toaster. It's about this guy who's had like these appliances like his whole life, and mm-hmm. he. he There's a toaster, a lamp, a heated blanket, a radio, and a vacuum. (laughs) Yeah, and he moves away and he forgets them, and they have they go on this journey to find him. Mm So it's kind of like the Toy Story, yeah. just with appliances it's instead of toys. It's a lot like toys. Toy Story. <laughs> but it came first, 89. <laughs> and it was so sad. I felt so bad for yeah. the Black & Decker toaster mm-hmm. missing his his, uh, his owner mm-hmm. and the journey that they had to go to find him. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It mat- I need to see this. You yes, do. Okay. you do. It, it, you need to talk to some people. You need to talk to somebody. <laughs> when you get you in a group, you need I, to talk clearly, to Clearly, I need to find out. Uh, this I'm is what, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, this is what this is the kind of movies we grew up on in mm-hmm. the 80s. Yes. Guilt trips. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be back uh, with Chris and Mar. We can talk about the Walker Stalker Cruise, which I kind of told her what was going on with that. And we'll talk about some of the celebrities and the interactions that we had on the cruise. And I've got an announcement. Oh, an announcement. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a good Ooh. teaser. We'll be back here on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. 
drivers. You can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Does anybody recognize this? I, is this the beginning of Dumbo? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. The original oh. Dumbo. I love Dumbo. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen it in so I, long. I did want to ask Kristen, how late were you out after the Oscar? Did you get to a lot of the parties? No, I have to work after the show. Okay, so. <laughs> I was like, everyone thinks you go out and party. I'm like, I've got stories to file. And by the time everything gets done, because people don't pass it. It takes until about 10, 30, 11 p.m. for all of the nominees, or all the winners, I should say, to pass through the press room. And then you have to write up uh, stories. And then I have to okay. prep all my content for the next day. So I get home at like. 2 a.m., sleep for a few hours, and then get up and do all of my hits. So it's a lot. Good for you. Yeah. Did, and uh, were Thank you on you. the red carpet? I was not on the red carpet. I was in the press room. Okay. Cool. We, we all dressed up in the press room, or do you wear in jeans? You have to. Are you, uh, all the yeah. award shows that are formal, they require you to wear um, either a gown or a tuxedo. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good. Good. Yeah, that, they should. Mm-hmm. I, they should. That, that, that it's all part of the ceremony, part of the uh, pomp and circumstance. And I think that's very cool to hear. Very cool to hear that the backstage is like that. That's very, very nice. Super. Yeah. Did you wear it's a tuxedo fun. or a gown? Gown. Okay. Um, you I did? have worn a tuxedo though in the past. I do enjoy wearing a good lady tux, and I will tell sure. you that that was probably one of the big themes on the red carpet this year for all the ladies. So. Yeah, and what was what was the actor who the guy who was in the big giant dress? Oh, uh, Billy Porter. Yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> that looked good. I've worn fashion forward things in the past and that I could I I would have considered something like that. That was very cool. Very cool to see. It was very well made. It was Christian Siriano and it was very well constructed and then the whole um sort of train of the dress detached and then became a more simple outfit. Um, but it was still really beautiful. So yeah. he kind of made his grand entrance on the red carpet and then wore something a little more comfortable the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a uh, show, I think it's on, it's on Netflix or Amazon. It's called uh, Seven Days. Mm-hmm. And it goes through uh, what goes on seven days before certain things. And they and last night we watched the one about uh, Karl Lagerfeld and his, I think, the two, uh, 2018 show in Paris at, uh, uh, at the Grand Palais. And uh, it was so interesting to see because his wedding gown that he did, he ended the show with, was, was, was slacks with a, with a kind of a skirt or trail behind it. Very interesting to see the, the sort of uh, the blending of uh, styles now. Yeah, and uh, I think with uh, Karl Lagerfeld, too, because obviously he passed away last week, um, the very last outfits he did were for Jason Momoa and his wife, Lisa Bonet. And they did a little video about their journey and talking about Carl making the outfits for him. It's oh. very sweet. It's on their YouTube page, and it's only like seven minutes. But yeah. it's very sweet 
Um, and he he was the one that made the scrunchie for Jason Momoa so he could put his hair up later on. <laughs> scrunchie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at Billy you Porter. Yeah, I'm looking at Billy I, Porter's I some great tuxedo dress, and it is beautiful. Like, it looks, I mean, I would wear it. Hey, I, that's nice fabric, well-designed. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong, well-made. I mean, yeah, just, if it, it's a publicity stunt, but at least it's not like, you know, wearing a meat dress publicity well, stunt. He, he's he is a fashionista. I mean, he has kind of, you know, um, you know, some very... Uh, you know, crazy styles and stuff. So he's used to that kind of stuff. But I mean, this is very um, elegant looking. It looks like something from like the early 1800s yeah. to mid 1800s. It's I think it was beautiful on him, and uh, kudos to him for wearing it. Not far from a Cossack. Um, mm. So that that in that uh, yeah, that, but he he sort of put himself in that situation. Many women feel themselves in where you wear something like that, the spectacular, beautiful gown, and then you got to like hang it up and not wear it again. So I don't know if you're going to be getting that thing out again. It looks kind of heavy to walk in, though. I, I, the, the <laughs> That's fat... going to be a museum piece. Yeah, yeah. We'll see it in museums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. he's probably got some good thighs for dragging that train around because that looks like some heavy fabric. That way, that... I'm offended by that. You're saying that. I feel demeaned. Heavy, <laughs> great thighs. Yeah, great gams. I know. I know. Like, I remember walking in my wedding dress. I'm like, Jesus. What's the point of this? <laughs> this thing is just heavy well, to drag around. Well, the, the capes that yeah. Liberace used to wear uh-huh. were, oh, God, they yeah. were hundreds of pounds. Well, yeah, they were like velvet or. Oh, they were just all the and sequins is and heavy. stuff and sequins. And, you know, he had and all these. Beads this, this, and. Uh, uh, grandeur whenever he would enter with one of these capes. And he he, got, he he walked from the edge of the stage to the front, got the applause, and then some, two or three guys took the cape off of him and schlepped it back to the mm. wherever they kept it because it was it, were, it was so much effort involved with that. Oh, those, those things are heavy. We started doing the sequins, that sort of stuff. Man, that stuff is, is heavy. How do you wear it, Kristen? <laughs> you, it's, it's good honestly, size. It's not comfortable at all. Yeah. I wore a beaded gown a few years ago, and it added about 10 pounds um, to my shoulders alone. And the next day, I had to go and get a massage because I was just You you really don't think about that. I mean, they're really wearing the, some of those. That's, in, mm-hmm. in the show, this, this show that they did of, of Karl Lagerfeld, I watched the women, and they were dressing him. I said, man, is that stuff uncomfortable? What if you get what if you get one of the little threads, the little nylon threads that starts poking you halfway in your side, oh. leaves a welt? I mean, because those things are, you know, in ways can be uncomfortable. Yes, Dressing up is not comfortable. No. If you're comfortable, you're not dressed up enough. That's what I say. You're not. You, your feet need to hurt. Yeah, people are always like, you can dress up and still be comfortable. It's like, no, you can't. You've so, never dressed up you know before if you trick? think so. Huh. You guys have to hear the new trick for heels because, you know, heels are very uncomfortable by the end of the day. Your feet usually hurt. Um, The big trick on the red carpet the last couple years has been CBD oil. You put it on your heels. Yes. And on your actual heel, not the heel of the shoe, the heel of your own foot. Um, (laughs) And it helps you you, uh, sort of maintain uh, feeling in your feet, honestly, because usually Mm. your feet go numb and they're just dying by the end of the night. I'm usually my feet are dying after like ten minutes of wearing heels. I look like a baby deer walking. <laughs> it looked horrible. Heels are should should be worn at the dinner table, mm-hmm. 
and you can walk into the restaurant, out of the restaurant, into the event, out of the event. But as far as standing, like if you were yeah. doing an interview, no, heels are not no, too much, too much yeah. for women. So, Kristen, who do you think was the best dressed at the Oscars? Who is your opinion that wore the, you know? Ooh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I loved J-Lo's sort of mirrored outfit, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty spectacular. Because if you're going to go to the Oscars, you want to go full out. Um I also love Constance Wu. She had kind of a marigold yellow dress, yeah. like a high pony that I thought was really good. But I also, I, I do love some of the androgynous looks we saw. Billy Porter, um, as well as Elsie Fisher. She's, what, I think she's about 15 years old right now. She was in the movie Eighth Grade. She wore a great suit that looked really good. Um, Aquafina wore a really, like, flashy sort of pink shimmery suit that I love. So I love that people mixed it up this year, that it's, you don't have to be defined like the ladies are all in a, in a dress and the guys are all in a tux. It was mm-hmm. the first year I really felt like, wow, we're seeing something different. I'm I'm looking at some, you know, for my, my pick, I would have to say Lady Gaga. I think she just looks, it's very simple yeah, and I, elegant looking. Yeah, and- but she's got... She's got the figure. She could put anything on and she'd look. I mean, that's, that's the tricks. A lot of women that were there, you know, it, man, you, you got to work to make that thing look right. To me, it looks very old Hollywood. Okay. That's, yeah. that's why I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm very digging structured. it. Yeah, she's got the long – I mean, it's like – it looks like something like um, Audrey Hepburn would wear. You know, she's got the long gloves on and, and stuff like that, and I think she looks beautiful in but, it. But one thing that does disrupt the fashion mm-hmm. – is ink yeah people oh, that if people that have mm-hmm. ink yep. in, uh, you know if you're wearing something that's uh, that is uh, designed mm-hmm. you know if you have skin exposed and there's ink exposed it looks odd yeah it does. not that you shouldn't have ink but it, it just looks so if in those situations in leggy gaga when she was in her gown i did notice it's some ink and well, i said why don't you cover that with some makeup mm-hmm. you and know it, it just looked just didn't fit that's, so it does disrupt the, uh, the whole appearance, the I think. The flow of the dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just the, the overall appearance. It, it just mm-hmm. messes messes with it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the Oscars, I mean, what what was the viewership? Does anybody know yet? It of? was up about 10% from was, last year. Okay. Yeah, it was up uh, 13% overall, I think, was the final numbers, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I think a lot of people tuned in for several reasons. You have no host, which I thought was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had popular movies. People like Bohemian Rhapsody. People liked um, A Star is Born. People wanted to see Lady Gaga yeah. sing with Bradley Cooper. That was the most tweeted moment of the night. So there were reasons for people to tune in this year. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at Jason Momoa's tux that he wore. Um, it looks like something happened to the original tux he was supposed to wear, and he had to go to some like costume shop to find another oh, tux. Oh, he, he he went out. He went out. He picked the pink. Yeah. It doesn't look like pink, it fits him though. <laughs> he, he, he went out looking for an outfit and came back with a costume. I know, right? It kind of like in my cousin Vinny, where his suit gets in the mud, so he has to go to like this costume shop to find something a suit to wear to court, and it, <laughs> that's what it almost looks like to me. Like the jacket's a little too short, so I'm not digging his style. I I would have to say Billy Porter's my favorite dressed male of of the Oscars because everybody else wears the typical black, you know, black tie and black tux and everything like that. But um, 
Well, Andy has... Yeah, I was about to say, well, there's still time. <laughs> Andy has a awesome announcement. I don't want to say what it is. I'll I let do. him do it. But um, do you want to hear it, Kristen? Yay. This was the teaser before we I went do. to break. I'm really mm-hmm. The announcement is that on Saturday, uh, Melissa and I got engaged. Yay! Yay! Yeah, Andy yeah. is engaged! Good for Andy. Oh, well, Yay. Andy, no. Good for, yeah, good for Andy that she said yes. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Melissa. Well, she's been waiting for it for like four yeah, months now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like everybody else who is on this podcast. Out, well, except for Kristen. Outkick their coverage. <laughs> except for Kristen. All the men. All well, the I want to hear how did, how did it happen because everyone wants to know the story. Well, it was actually uh, pretty um, subdued, I guess I would say, because mm-hmm. I wanted to wait for like a day of significance. But I, after like probably January, she was basically just said, when are you going to ask? Because (laughs) I'm, (laughs) so I said, I wanted to, I want to wait for a day that, you know, matters. And she said, don't bother with that. Just ask because I'd rather get engaged sooner rather than later, rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, have it be on a day that, you know. I like her. She That's knows what she wants, yeah. and she just lets everybody know She's got it. Got a plan. Because yeah. I'm a I'm a much more sentimental type than her, which most people wouldn't think, but mm-hmm. I am. She thinks it's funny that I keep all my cards. That's sweet. I learned that Alex does that too, which we didn't like coordinate it or anything. Oh, it's genetic. So it's, yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it was a good day because she finished. Well, I. Don't want to say because I don't know if I'm supposed to say, but basically, she uh, she's been working on something for the past month, and she you know finally got that done. So that was a good day already, and that's why I planned that day. Mm-hmm. And we went out uh, for the first time in probably about two months because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and How to Train Your Dragon Three came out, which she's been looking forward to for a long time. I didn't even know that's like her favorite. Well, one of her favorite movies. Uh, but then all of a sudden, like two days ago, we see it on TV and turns out, there you go. She's a giant How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> fan. So, yeah, we went out. We I saw that. We came home and I had had the ring for about two weeks. Oh, that is sweet. I, I think sometimes the most simple yeah. proposal is the best one because it's almost like it's so cliche to go overboard. That's pretty much what she's thinking. Yeah. Like when Dave proposed to me, it was <laughs> uh, Kristen, we were on an 80s cruise. Uh huh. And he was dressed oh, up. That's awesome. I was dressed up like, you know, uh, like one of the bangles. You know, my hair was all big. I had these big bangle earrings. So I'm wearing a mini skirt with, you know, fishnet leggings. And, and he's dressed up like Bruce Springsteen. Well, he he was dressed up as 1985 Dave, mm. <laughs> and that's how he dressed. And he proposed on on this 80s cruise on the Mississippi River, and it was so perfect. You know, it was so like, kind of that goofy, you know, it wasn't like this romantic dinner and all that, yeah. you know, roses. I mean, that's so cliche to me. So I'm so happy for you, Andy. Thank you. And Melissa. Congrats. Congrats Yay. Yeah. Well, both. We have to go uh, 
to break. We'll come back in the second hour. We have a couple of guests coming up. So, Kristen, we won't be talking to you next Tuesday. No. Because she's going overseas. Correct. Oh. So, we'll I'm see. going to Copenhagen. Copenhagen? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, fun. Just for the hell of it? Well, we'll be looking forward to some pictures of you in Copenhagen. Yeah. And um, have fun. Have a safe trip. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be back here on the Tom Bernard Show.